Hello, everybody. It is uh, episode five of the Five or Five Day podcast. Uh, my name is Mike Landy. I'm here uh, for the first time with a partner here. I have my son, uh, Mike Landy. He's here, and we're going to be uh, doing the podcast together today for the first time. Uh, hello there, Michael. Hey, happy to be here. Uh, this is uh, something, like I said, in the, in the very first podcast I did, this was a, an idea that my son and I have been talking about a long time. We have uh, finally got it off the ground. He is the guy who's responsible for introducing me to the to the idea of podcasting. Uh, how long ago? Would it be about a year and a half now. A year and a half ago, Michael introduced me to it. He was listening to a bunch, and I started listening to some. Went down the Rogan Peterson rabbit hole together. Yeah, we thought that Figured hey, this, we could do it. This is something we could do, and uh, so we're we're putting it out there. Um, trying to at least this is our third time trying to record this. Yeah, one we're today. having having a little trouble <laughs> with this one. We had some technical difficulties, but we're learning, and. Uh, what we decided to do today was we decided to to talk about this upcoming baseball season, which is kind of in limbo right now. We don't really know what's going on with it. Uh, there's been a lot of proposals. As you know, we're in the middle of the, uh, the coronavirus lockdown, and uh, we're not quite sure. Both of us are huge baseball fans. We're missing this right now. Uh, I just want to let's do a little commercial here for my son. Uh, my son, Michael, is uh, the most knowledgeable baseball person that I know. And uh, that I want this to go out to all of you people who work at MLB because uh, you should hire this kid. He's 20 years old, and he knows more about baseball than most of the guys you have working uh, at that station. Oh, it's a I lot heard, of pressure I've on you now. I've had to hear that one three times. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> had that, heard that commercial three times. Uh, okay, so what's up? What do you hear about right, this, this so season as it's coming up? If I was a betting man, I don't know that I would bet that there's going to be baseball at all. But I'm trying to keep up with the trickle of news that's coming out about uh, different proposals of what a season could look like. And recently, there's been a lot of rumors about a realignment into three divisions of 10 teams each so as to limit travel. Um, I've I've heard plans. I've heard several different plans. Now, one plan was that all 30 teams would play in Arizona. Another one was that the teams would be divided amongst Arizona, Texas, and Florida. And then another was that they would be just they would be playing at their major league home stadiums but divided by region and they would only play teams within their new divisions. So there's there's been several plans for for seasons that could potentially start around July 1st or July 4th. There were players on the Indians that that uh, announced in tweets that they had heard that July 1st was a potential starting date. I believe that was this morning. So, so if you start around July 1st, what are you looking at for a length of season? So if you started around July 1st and you played regular season baseball through October, which is another rumor that that I've heard, which would push the postseason all the way back to the beginning of November, which I don't know how feasible that is. But if you did that, the regular season would be about 120 days long. And assuming you had maybe 11 or 12 travel days, it it, it would give you about 110 days to play actual baseball. So... You could have as many as a as, as, as an 120 game season if you push for some double headers that way, or if you decided to end the, the regular season around its normal time, the season could be something like 100 games with, with a couple double headers. I think, I think starting more yeah, starting this late, 100 game season would be more than we could ask for. Yeah, I, I, mean, I would be. Today is May 6th, uh, you know, and we're, we haven't had any baseball, and it's you know we're we're having withdrawal from from yeah. it at this time. Uh, although I do like watching, you know, a lot of the old stuff they're putting on MLB and yeah, it is some nice. You games. never really get to see that, but uh, I miss it. All right, so so the one proposal that's interesting to me is the three division, uh, three divisions of ten teams: Texas, Arizona, and 
of Florida, right? But there is no minor league parks in Texas. Am I right? Uh, spring training facilities. Spring training. No. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no spring training sorry, facilities spring, in Florida. I said spring training. I meant minor league. I, mean, I, meant, I meant spring training. <laughs> Um, I, I guess they would have to use either college or, or, or some sort of neutral sites there. I think the, the more likely outcome is that the games would end up being played in empty major league stadiums. It seems like that's what ownership is pushing for because should they eventually allowed to should they be eventually allowed to have any fans at all, it'd be m- more profitable if they're at their own stadiums. So I, I, I would expect that, that they would be playing at home and I think that the division realignment makes sense in that regard. So but, at home, but still the same division realignment, and that would be right. so Western teams, a Central division, and an Eastern division. Yeah, and it would literally be the the different divisions. It would be the American League East and the American League East, the National League East, the American League Central, National League Central, American League West, National League West. But the only exception is that the Braves would switch with the Pirates. The Braves would go to the Central division, and the Pirates would go to the East because it's geographically close. So you're limiting the travel and right. that's good for the players that, that kind of takes their health into, into account. Uh, anything going on with the, uh, like the collective bargaining agreement, how players are going to be paid, like what's going on with that? Yeah. So there's, there's there, they don't really release all the details of this stuff, but the, the players were paid in full through April. And we know that in the event of, in the event of no baseball at all, the, the owners will contest, giving giving players their salaries and there'll, there'll be some sort of a cut it seems like the players have already agreed to some sort of a tax cut uh, uh a salary cut also um the league has the league has conceded that this year no matter what even if the season isn't played at all players will be players will be granted full service time based off of how many days they were on the roster the year before so if you are a rookie, yeah, that, that only came makes up, sense. Right. They count the service time. If you came up and you played 50 games last year, you'll get the same amount of service time this year if you played now, a just, full season. Just quarter. quick for the people who don't understand that, because I always forget this. Service time to become a free agent is what? Uh, it's it's either six or seven years, depending on the, the skill of the player. Okay. So, I mean, that's important, I guess, to those guys. It is. Yeah, it's, it, it's very important. And it, an interesting thing there is that um, because the service time counts – Guys like JT Realmuto and Mookie Betts will become free agents at the end of the season, no matter what. So, if there's no baseball this year, the Dodgers uh, made the biggest splash of the offseason in acquiring Betts, and they might not get a game out of all them. of the prospects that they gave up. Right? Yeah. Would literally it'd be for nothing. Be for nothing I, I would assume that there'd be there'd then be Betts could go to the Yankees or somebody like that. Yeah, afterwards. exactly. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I assume there'd be some sort of a draft pick compensation for something like that, though. But that would have to be ironed out later. Okay. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's a, uh, it's something I think the country needs at this point, even if it is just televised. I, I see you're you're right. You're leaning towards the, uh, you know, in the regular parks, because then you know if there is some type of breakthrough and, and you can start adding some people to the parks, you're already there. You right. know, you're you're already in those places. And uh, even if you're you're allowing a third of the people in and you're spreading them out, um, that's got to help, I guess, the player, the uh, owner's profit. Because right now, I can't imagine they're right, really making. Th- that's any one of the profit. owner's big t- big talking points is that if games games are just televised and there's no fans in the stands, they're claiming that they would lose money on the games. It, it'd be it'd be too costly, and they might they might they might not make anything at all and I, we we can't tell if that's true because teams aren't required to release their their balance sheets like that right. but i wonder what the uh 
what they would do with ticket prices in that case. Yeah. If they, you know, were taking a third of the tickets and selling a third of the tickets, if they, if they would keep it the same or they would, uh, you know, jack it up in some way to try to make up the difference, it would be incredible. It would be kind of cool to go to a game when you know, that few people in the stands, you could yell from the outfield <laughs> and, you know, the catcher could hear you. Roll call at Yankee Stadium yeah. would be bizarre. Yeah, it would be very strange. Um, you, you had told me an interesting story about the umpires in all of this. You know, you, that's kind of a group you yeah. don't normally think about. Tell, tell, tell the listeners what you were talking about. Yeah, so again, like the, the details of, of, of all these agreements that, that are made behind closed doors, they don't all leak out, but sometimes you get like little little headlines, like little pieces of news. And one of the interesting things was that the umpires were the, – the league agreed to pay the umpires in full through May. And then for the rest of the season after that, should there be any baseball at all, they're guaranteed at least a third of their salary – but one of the concessions that the league made to the umpires was that there wouldn't be any replay this year. And the umpires asked for that? Right. The umpires requested that there be no replay. That was one of their bargaining chips. That is amazing. So after six, seven years? Yeah, I think of, it's been six years. Six years of replay where we've worked out the bugs and we've we've gotten calls right. Yeah. Like you used to have the complaint that it was slow and it took away from the game. But I don't think that's the case anymore. I think, it, I think everybody wants – the, the calls to be accurate, especially when there's so much on the line in a shortened season. Yeah, that's disappointing that an umpire would would look to, you know, protect the ego of their fellow umpires rather than uh, get the call right. Right, You yeah. know, to, to, that's, that's, a, that's a silly thing to me. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, and I think that that's the argument for um, human umpires in general is, is like, the, the ability to fail. That, that, that's baseball. Fa- failure happens. And – yeah, Hall of Famer fails seven right. or ten you, times. You want to try and correct. You want to try and correct for something like that as best as you can. You want, you want a fair game. I don't know. It's, it, it is yeah. disappointing. Yeah, I was I was watching one of those uh, classic games the other day. It was the when when the Cardinals lost the World Series uh, back. Oh, I can't remember what year. It might be eighty four, eighty five, to the to the I guess it was the the Royals, and it was a bad call at first base on a pitcher covering man and. and Cardinals never recovered, wound up losing it. That would have been reversed. It would not even have been a question. It would have been 20 seconds long. They would have came back and called the guy out. And I think it's one of those things that if it if it ends up costing a team a playoff spot or if there's any way in which it has real implications on the season, it might start to uh, – it might, it might excel the drumbeat towards asking for robot umpires, especially behind the plate. So right. it, might, it might be more of a disservice to the umpires in the long run, yeah. and they don't even realize it. So – We'll see and, how that one plays out. Like we were saying before on, you know, one of the other two times we did this, you know, in a football season, because the season is so much shorter, you know, a 16 game regular season, every game is is magnified. You know, if you do the math, 162 regular season games versus 16 games, every game that a football team plays is equal to 10, yeah. 10 baseball games. So, uh, you know, if you reduce the the season to down to a hundred games, now all of a sudden each game matters, each game that, much matters that much more. You know, somebody could get knocked out of a playoff spot because of stupid calls. Uh, yeah, so that's that's disappointing and, and and interesting. You know, something to to think about. All right, so you know you 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 keep up on all of these teams. You you know all all the moves that were made in the off season. Let's go with some of your predictions for the season as if it was. Um, the original setup, you know, w- okay. without without any so changes. Three divisions in each. Three league. divisions, you okay. know, start in the the National League East. Who, who do you think's winning the National League East and and why? All right, this is a tough one. 
I think it's probably the best division in baseball. And I it, agree with you. It, it's it's hard to make this pick because the Nationals won the World Series last year and the Braves won the division and the Mets only got better. But I really like the Phillies. I, I, I've been on that bandwagon for a few years. My friend Brian, shout out to Brian1221. I know you're listening before. He um he put me on Hello, to the Brian. Phillies. He put me on to the Phillies a few Make years ago. Make sure you ago. follow us, Brian. <laughs> Subscribe. And I've been rooting for them. I've been saying this is the year, this is the year. But I think this one finally is. They had an off season where they they really ironed out a lot a lot of the remaining wrinkles. They have they have a solid one through nine lineup. They have uh they have a a top three in their in their rotation in Jake Arrieta and Aaron Nola and the recently signed Zach Wheeler that could compete with anybody else in baseball. Um, they they brought in Didi Gregorius from the Yankees who has something to prove after an injury shortened season last year and kind of being yeah, unceremoniously Didi, let go. Didi was fantastic. He was. Yankees he was a good fan. Yankee. He's going to be He'll a good be pickup. Um, um, they also have David Robertson and Andrew McCutcheon coming back from injuries. JT Realmuto in a walk year. There's a lot of chips there, man. I mean, as, as a as a North Jersey kid growing up, I do have a soft spot for the Phillies. Anybody who's around my age, you know, I'm 52, but you you, you grew up in the late 70s, early early 80s. When we all got cable TV. We all got the Philly channel, and that was the only other team that you could watch other than the Yankees and the Mets. And, uh, you know, that was the teams with Pete Rose and Greg Lazinski and yeah. Mike Schmidt and Bake McBride and guys like that. So I always have a, a soft spot in my heart for the Phillies, except when they played the Yankees in 2009 in the, in the World Series. Yeah. It was um, easy for me to root against there because they had Pedro. But now they have a lot of ex-Yankees, and I'll be rooting for those guys, especially guy, a guy like Joe Girardi, who I felt was one of the best managers in the league. He's one of the most and, sabermetrically inclined And your other guys. favorite, David Robertson. Yeah, David yeah. Robertson, my all-time favorite Yankee because he gave me a baseball in 2009. Yeah, Michael's first baseball <laughs> game. In, in, well, it, wasn't, it was the first game in the New, new stadium. stadium. First time we went to the New Stadium, we walked up by the uh, the right field bleachers uh, up where Monument Park is. We walked up, and David Robinson was in the outfield shagging flies, turned around and tossed the baseball yep. to Michael. We weren't in the park for 10 seconds, and then he tossed him a baseball. And McCutcheon, one of my favorite baseball yeah. players, too. He yeah. had a, he was a single shy of a of a cycle, the first game that I ever saw him play. And, yeah. uh, All right, let's jump, let's jump ahead to the uh, National League Central. All right, the Central is the Central's kind of a crapshoot. I don't think that they have any clear favorites. Yeah, there's three teams I think that could win that. I think there's yeah. probably four. I think yeah. it's everybody but the Pirates. Um, the The Cardinals won it last year, but they didn't do much to improve this offseason. Um, they lost Marcelo Zuna to the Braves. They're they're only getting a year older. I think that they got some overperformances guys out of guys down the stretch. And I think that they also just capitalized on some luck when uh, the teams that might have been better than them underperformed in the, the Cubs and the Brewers. The Brewers, I don't think, had a very good offseason. They they cut salary in in a really weird way because they're a team that has is still right in the prime of their window of competition. They have a perennial MVP candidate in Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Cain, who's been a six-war player for the past yeah, couple don't, seasons. They don't He's, seem hungry enough. No, yeah. they don't. The, I, I don't understand why they're not why they're not spending, why they didn't bring back a guy like Mike Boustakis or Grindal. It's very strange. They have a they don't they they don't ever really seem to go after starting pitchers in free agency, and it hurts them in the playoffs. I, I don't think I don't think they're the team to beat necessarily, and I think the Cubs got got much worse. They had a horrendous offseason, especially if you talk to Cubs fans. They are they are slowly seeing their or rapidly seeing their window of of competition fade away, and they really did nothing. They they, yeah. they really did nothing to to shore it up. So yeah, seem very satisfied with their one World Series yeah. victory. So who's gonna win it? I guess it's going by by default. 
The Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Reds. They're yeah. a fun team. They're an easy team to root for, I think. They have a bunch of colorful characters and guys like Joey Votto and Trevor Bauer. Then they also have a bunch of underrated players who, because they're a mid-market team and they haven't been competitive for a while, a lot of the baseball world hasn't been exposed to yet. And guys like Eugenio Suarez, who he's had 30-plus home homer seasons the past couple of years. He's got a great club at third. They have uh, guys like Jesse Winker. They have, uh, they have Lu- Louis Castillo, who... He he throws hard, man. He's he's one of the, the the hardest the hardest throwing starting pitchers in all of baseball. If they could get if they could get him to kind of put it all together the way he's the way he's shown promise towards the past couple seasons, yeah. they could have they could have a good one too. And him and Bauer, they have they've shown a willingness to to spend to to try and win. Bringing in guys like Mike Moustakis, a veteran who, by all things considered, he's a winner. Like he 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 made a uh, two World Series appearances in a row with the Royals. And then he helped lead the Brewers to two yep. surprise playoff appearances back to back the past two seasons. Great baseball town. Good to have yeah. Cincinnati back too. We visited there a couple years yes, ago. Had some Coney dogs. It was it was a good visit. All right, go to the West. I think this is the easiest yeah. one of the six to pick. Yeah, the Dodgers are good. The Dodgers are the class of the National League West and the class of the National League and arguably the class of all of baseball. They are a deep team. And cheated out of a World Series. Let's not forget that. Yep. I uh I was I, I was betting whether or not we were going to get a uh, Houston Astros cheating reference in the first episode. I'm <laughs> yes, glad we, we do. I think that's the third one we made <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> three times today. All right, so you got your division winners. Who's the wild cards? All right. Um, I feel like I have to pick at least one National League East team here. And even though the Braves are good and I think that they got better, I'm going to go with the Nationals out of respect for the fact that they won the World Series last year. They um, – if you if you cut off, I think it's just the first two weeks of the season, they would have been a 100 win team in the regular season. So looking at it that way, their their World Series appearance is less of a shock. They're they're a good roster. Uh, I think they've been good for for years. You know, I think so too. Yeah. They've, they've kind of shored up the bullpen a little bit this off season. Even though they lose a guy like Anthony Rendon, they have a uh, Cardo Keyboom coming up, who's their top prospect. He's going to man third. They should be a good team again, and. Even if they don't win the division, I expect them to be in the, the thick of competition, and they should be a playoff team. They're 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 good enough to be. Who's a playoff the other team. one? Um, since we're kind of in the entertainment business here, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a wild. Are you not entertained? <laughs> I'm going to go with the San Diego Padres as my second wild card. Team. Wow! Yeah. Wow. So San Diego Padres. I've I've been watching a lot of MLB Network, and if. You've been doing the same thing. You notice that they're showing the roster scroll along yes, the uh, projected yeah. lineups, and their lineup is very interesting. They have they have an interesting mix of of, of veteran guys who have a chip on the, a bit of a chip on their shoulder in uh, Manny Machado, who just signed a three hundred million dollar deal and didn't really didn't really produce capitalize on it this past season. Uh, Will Myers, who hasn't done much in the two plus seasons that he's been with the Padres. Eric Hosmer, who hasn't really done anything yet in the two years that he's been there after the big deal that he signed. Then they have um, the very underrated utility man, very uh, like a mod- very very much a product of the modern baseball in Jerks and Profar, who could play a bunch of different positions. And he's a pretty good hitter. He's a, he's a high on base guy. Um, he should be he should be quite useful. Then they have Fernando Tatis Jr., who they're finally going to get a full season out of, and. The, the benefit there is that Machado gets shifted permanently to third base because he's a historically awful shortstop uh, by uh, defensive sabermetric yeah, numbers. His, his ego yeah, keeps him in that position. Right. 
And he's he's a he's a true five tool player. He's a good baseball player, and I'm excited to see him get a, get a full season. And also, they have Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham was probably the best player on the Rays for the year and a third that he's that he's been there. Uh, he's one of the big reasons that they led their their charge into the postseason last year, and that they almost made it despite selling at the offseason in 2018. Yeah, great guy at the top yeah, of the line. Trade deadline. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's a good he's a good player, and he's he's got a good glove. And he seems to be a leader. And they also uh, they had 11 of the top 100 MLB pipeline prospects last year, which is far and away the most ever. And I believe about seven of them are pitchers. So they have some depth there, even though they don't have uh, they don't have necessarily a, a name for one of the better starting rotations in baseball. They should be pretty good. And they also had Brad Hand, who was yeah. one of the best relievers in and baseball they could last be, year. They could kind of hit this a year early and come out and make the playoffs especially in the shortened season i can see them being one of the teams that capitalizes on that because their true talent might not catch up with them and also it helps the veteran guys a little bit that's true too that's that's a dynamic you have to think of teams that uh you know are bullpen heavy teams that are old you know the shortened season Mm -hmm. is going to help them stay in the west and, and go to the american league okay so i think the american league west is going to be a much improved division this year should there be an american league west i think the rangers had a good off season um have making a couple smart by low by low signings and 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 deals in bringing in guys like Greg Bird and acquiring Corey Kluber. They also had uh, they had Lance Lynn last year. They were they, they they should be decent. I think that the the A's are still good. I got to give them some respect. They've had back to back ninety seven win seasons. The um, the Angels they're, they're improved. They brought in Anthony Rendon. He's the best player that will have ever played with Mike Trout, but. The Astros are still the top of the class until proven otherwise. They're probably going to win that division. He's the best player to play with Mike Trout and yeah. Albert Pujols play with him. Yep, isn't that crazy? I don't wow. even think it's close. Wow, Rendon might be a top ten player in baseball. He is yeah. good. He is the real deal. But the Astros are, are are too deep. They still have too many prospects on the way. They they, they have too many. Yeah, as much as we hate to admit it. Yeah, even though they lost Cole, they're good. Yeah. All right, go to the Central. All right. The central, the central again is kind of a crapshoot. Uh, the Indians are at a weird, a weird turning point where they've kind of shown a willingness to sell off. Like they've dealt Bauer and Kluber in the past, uh, what half a season, but they also have they also have a lot of young, young starting pitchers that are good. They have a, a pretty deep lineup and 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 sort of a willingness to to try and capitalize on the time that they have left with Francisco Lindor, but. I don't. I don't think that they're the team that they were for the past couple of years anymore. I think that their their time as the top of that division is kind of over. I think the Twins are good, and I think it's their division to lose. They were a hundred win team last year. They uh, they home, set the all time single run season home run yeah. record. Although I would like to mention that the White Sox are much improved. They 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 had a couple real good signings and moves this offseason. They shored up a lot of their young talent. They re-signed Jose Abreu. They brought in Yasmani Grandal and Edwin Encarnacion and. Dallas Keuchel. And now they're the best presidents. team in Chicago, right. which is amazing. You think about the, the Cubs winning the World Series a few years ago. And now wow, the, that is that is wild. Yeah. Um, that, I, I think it's the Twins division. Twins. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to the East. Um, I'd like to say, even as a Yankee fan, I think that the Red Sox underperformed last year. And even though they lost Mookie Betts, I expect them to to compete at least for a while this season. By run differential numbers and and the saber metrics, they were they were at least a better. A, they were arguably a top five hitting team in all of baseball again last year. 
And I have some respect for the the season before that, the 108-win campaign, even though they might have also been stealing signs. Looks like they were. <laughs> yep. Um, the the Rays, pe- people love the Rays, especially uh, especially after the Yankees had a couple injuries in spring training. There were a lot of people who thought that they were um, like, like a trendy pick to win, to surprise and win that division. And I think the Blue Jays are better than people give them credit for. They have a lot of young talent, and they brought in Hunjin Ryu, who – Lest we forget, led the league in ERA last year. He had an awesome year for the Dodgers. The Cy Young was his to lose, and he ended up losing it down the stretch on just a few clunker starts. But it's the Yankees. The Yankees are the top of the class again. They only got better bringing in Garrett Cole, who I would argue is the best pitcher at all of baseball. They have something to prove for sure with a chip on their shoulder, kind of getting cheated a few years in a row now, being eliminated by Houston. Like we said before, I think the strength of their bullpen – which kind of dwindled a little bit as they were overused the past couple of years. The shortened season actually helps. Them. Right. A guy, a guy like Adovino, who was just awesome in the regular season, just kind of crumbled. And it, it, it was it was bad. It, that, that really affected them poorly in their, their ALCS let's series. Not, let's not push over the Yankees too much for our non-Yankee okay. fans. That's so true. give me the wild cards quickly. Go ahead. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the A's in the top wild card spot. Not out of any moves that they made this offseason. But just out of pure respect for the fact that they won 97 games back-to-back, you have to be a pretty good team in order to do that. I trust in Billy Bean a little bit that should should they be there again, he can make a move or two to get them over the hump. And then I'll also go with the um, the Tampa Bay Rays. The, the, the Rays are another team that are just they're just smart. They always figure it out. Even if you look at the roster and they don't they don't look like a playoff team. Yeah, it seems like they they do it with smoke and mirrors every year. Yeah. They're, uh, they, they still have much of their core returning from last year, so all right, I, so it's hard to beat. So sticking with the scenario of the, the three divisions of 10 now, and based okay. on your predictions of if it was a traditional season, your top teams in the West would be the Dodgers and the Astros. That would be very yeah. interesting. With the A's making – The Western it. division would be very top-heavy, I think. It would just be kind of a battle between the Astros and Dodgers for that top spot. Those guys beating each other up yeah. and, and feasting on everybody else. Your your central division league, that's very interesting. The yeah, Central's like that one's it's so much. You, I think the best team there might be the Braves, a team that isn't a central team. Right, it's the Braves and the, the Twins. The Braves could actually team. luck out by this move. Yeah, they they definitely do. I they, think they luck out because they're probably better than all of those teams. But how about this? This is an interesting thing. Which is a better division of, of teams, the uh, American League Central or the National League Central, just as a whole? Hmm. Which one's a, a tougher one? I would probably go with the American League Central. I think that they have they have just because it's so close, but they have a team that I think could win the World Series, and I don't know that the NL Central does. Okay. I, like even if the, the the Reds win the division, I can't really see them mustering a run where they win the World Series. But the the Twins are probably legitimate enough to do that. Right. Now the East, you're going to have you know the Yankees and the Mets and the Red Sox, and you're going to have. Uh, I think this would be the best division since. The 16 team. Yeah, the Nationals is yeah. going to be unbelievable. Since it was just 16 teams, two divisions, the yeah. best teams made the World Series. It would be the, the reigning World Series champion, Nationals, the Mets and the Phillies, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Rays. Yeah, that's, that be, that's pretty ridiculous. That would be unbelievable. So, uh, World Series predictions. I'm going to go with we are finally going to get the long-awaited Yankees versus Dodgers matchup. Oh, the rematch of... 80, 81? Was that the last time they, they met with each other? I think 81 was. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's Dodge. the Tommy Lasorda running out real slow yeah. after they went, oh, <laughs> this big belly. 
And uh, I'm going to predict that the Yankees are going to win it in six games. Yankees in six. Interesting. You heard it here. The date is May 6th. And uh, the guru of baseball, Michael Quinn Landy, just predicted the Yankees in six for 2020. That is, uh, if we have a season, hopefully we get it underway soon. And uh, we don't have to wait too much longer for baseball. Um, anything else you want to add? I don't know if we if we covered this, but the ownership seems to be pushing for an, an extended playoff format as a way of making up for some of the lost revenue. So that could be interesting. There, I, I've heard rumors that there could be as many as 14 teams that make the playoffs this year. So that's something to look out for. So seven in each. You know, well, how would they? How would they work? How would they do 14 with out of three divisions? I don't know. They would probably just have to. At some point, they would just have to go record overall. A couple of wild cards. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a couple of buys. Something like that. That's, and I, that's I'm, interesting. I'm a fan of that too because it could help teams that teams that might be in the top ten talent wise that aren't there at the hundred game mark because baseball baseball is pretty random. And if you ended the season uh, at the hundred game mark last year, there are a couple dates where the the Giants would have would have made the playoffs. And wow. the Giants might be the worst team in the National League this year. They're gonna probably lose. They would have lost a hundred games in a full it's a, season. It's a crazy it's a, sport. It's amazing when you chop off those sixty games. Yeah. Um, it's kind of not the way it was built to go. So, uh, all right. So we're, we're going to wrap up our podcast here. We just want to remind everybody that uh, you can follow us on Instagram at 5 for 5 day or on Twitter at 5 for 5 day And uh, our website will be launching soon. That's 5 for 5 dayscom It is not up and running yet, but, uh, but it will be soon. So uh, on behalf of myself and my, my son, Michael. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Leave us a rating. And uh, have, have five for five day. Have a five for five day. <laughs> Be too. <laughs>